Hey, I'm Dustin. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, an irreverent look at wedding photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. So, Stephen, in traditional wedding photo hangover traditions, I guess, uh, I thought maybe we would do an Easter-themed episode. Really? You just had that thought? I Off the cuff. Just poof, there it was. All right, well, cool. Little, I'll let you go ahead and produce this episode. Go for it. What perfect. you got? Perfect. Um, no, I just wanted no, to know. don't look at my show notes. <laughs> what show notes? You I, I just have pen and paper here, Steve. Just the old-fashioned pen pen and paper. So, Dustin, we're, we're heading into that Easter time, which means that a lot of photographers that I've seen online are asking the big questions. Ooh. Like, what is Easter? What is Easter? Uh, for those of you out there... Who that bunny? That's Jesus. Oh. Stephen. The Jesus bunny. Got it. Sure. <laughs> uh, it's a... Hol- so, yeah, I'm... Steve, can you give us the history of Easter? How did his Easter come to be? Um, well, based off of what I know and off of the information I just got from Dustin, apparently there was a giant chocolate bunny. A bunch of people ate it. And a few days later, it rose again from their stomachs. And uh, that is the Easter Jesus. Easter Jesus. Bunny. Easter Move- Jesus bunny. Sorry, I didn't finish that one out for you. Sounds like a movie that's coming to theaters. Man, we got off on a real, real irreverent tangent right at the start. Uh, The first thing in the show notes that we actually wanted to discuss, besides, you know, being blasphemous. um, Do you do Easter themed mini sessions? That is uh, that is the number one question I see on on Facebook groups. Oh, Easter themed mini sessions. So uh, we don't typically do mini sessions ever. If we do, it'll be like one time in the fall. And that's to make some of that sweet, sweet extra Christmas cash. Um, That Christ cash, you could almost say, right? Yeah, Christ cash. Uh, Do you want to talk about the history of Christmas as well? (laughs) We'll save that for our Christmas episode next week. Yeah, we do our holiday episodes out of order for those of you who don't listen. So stay tuned for some crazy. We, we do have some uh, some breaking news. Boom, boom, boom. Do you want to hear this breaking news, Dustin? I just hot off the presses. And it has to do with yes. what we were just talking about. Breaking news. It's not in the show notes, please. <laughs> Apparently this December, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny are going to be getting married in Coburg, Ontario in canada book your tickets steve we're going to be the first ones there and i know this because they have recently set up a wedding site on the knot <laughs> is there a like a gofundme page associated with it <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever i'd fund that would you fund that of course you'd fund that you throw your money away on everything speaking of throwing money away this is a tangent that i wasn't going to get into tonight but since we went there uh are you going to blaspheme the Lord's name again or the Easter bunny's name? Which, which who are you blaspheming? Do you watch John Oliver? Uh, yes. And now, well, he just like did a whole episode, uh, wait, this wait, week. Let's, let's try that again. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he just did an episode about blasting cryptocurrencies. Yes. This past week. And you saw that? I haven't watched that one yet. 
Oh, then I won't I won't spoil it for you. It was pretty funny. I'm a few weeks behind on John Oliver right now. That's why I was all like, ah, yes and no, because I thought you'd uh, spoil something for me. But go, go ahead and spoil it, because I know you don't have the comedic timing of John Oliver, so it's not like I'm going to miss all the good, good jokes. Oh, I... John Oliver is one of my favorite. Yeah, he's uh, so good. Late night hosts. Um, but anyways, uh, he was do- he was kind of doing a deep dive on crypto currencies that I didn't know. And one of the things was how many people were just blindly fo- uh, throwing money into um, cryptocurrencies that had no value. And just because they used the word blockchain or <laughs> cryptocurrency, people were just throwing crazy amounts of cash and he was making the comparison that it took like seven years for Facebook to raise like its first billion dollars. Mm -hmm. And this was like one cryptocurrency that doesn't even exist publicly yet raised like $1 billion in a few months. And so on that note, Dustin and I would like to announce that we are starting the wedding photo hangover <laughs> cryptocurrency. The way this yeah. cryptocurrency works, it's a blockchain um, and every time you're listening to an episode and you get a good guffaw or a laugh, as you might know it, a little hoo-hoo, that actually translates into unlocking one coin of uh, Steve Dustin Bucks. D- d- no, I don't like that name. Hangover Bucks. Hangover, yeah. Or maybe just Hangy Bucks. You know, Hangover's a little little long. WPH Bucks. Man, that's that's even longer. <laughs> Coins? We'll work on it. We'll work but on needless it. to say, oh, it's yeah. there. Send us your money. Uh, Dustin's putting up a GoFundMe Kickstarter right now. And mm-hmm. you can just send us that sweet, sweet money. Mm. You know, Dustin, I did have a transition out of the Santa Claus Easter Bunny thing. And you just totally railroaded <laughs> me there. <laughs> oh, sorry, Steve. And, and, and looking up for, uh, and looking up material about the Santa oh. Claus Easter Bunny wedding to see to see if that had ever been done before because I think that is important. We need to get to the bottom of this. How are you going to well, marry Christ's birth with Christ's death? Sweet baby Jesus and sweet. zombie Jesus risen from the dead. Zombie Jesus. Um, he what? died, he came back. That's a zombie. That is a dark place you're taking this podcast tonight. <laughs> Jesus and Lazarus, they're both zombies. I read my Bible. Do you, Steve? That's right. Then you should really watch John John Oliver. Oliver. (laughs) So while I was looking up this, this is good, good news story about uh, Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny getting married in December in Canada. I did find a, would you call it, Dustin, I made you watch this right before we started recording. Um, A lovely, touching, intimate wedding. The video uh, of a lovely, touching, uh, intimate wedding. That's what I made you watch, right? Let's just say I would hire them to shoot my <laughs> wedding if I was getting married. The the quality and the cinematography, the angles, the lighting. They, they don't even notch. know what we're talking about yet, Dustin. You can't just... I know. I'm just setting setting the scene for what you're about to describe to the listeners. Out so there. we're going to include this down in the show notes. You can just go and click through. It's a video somebody made of a furry wedding. Steve, Stephen, for those out there who might live in Indiana, the Midwest, are censored to those outlying cultures and things that maybe live beyond normal, dare I say, uh, can you describe to us what furry means? Um, furry is an 
a term used for anthropomorphic beings um, that are usually furred, but sometimes not furred. So when you say someone is furrying, the act of furrying would be to dress or act like an anfo, whatever you said. Wait, are you saying there's human beings inside of those skin suits? Skin suits? <laughs> I thought that that was like a real dragon marrying another dragon. But you're telling me there were human beings inside of the dragon suits. Uh, let's just say I don't think that was a shark that walked him down the aisle. I don't understand why a shark couldn't walk somebody down the aisle. Mm, you've been watching too many bubble guppies. Well, I'm afraid, Dustin, that I see a future for us uh, after nuclear war. The ultimate killing machine, that's right, the great white shark, evolves the ability to come up onto land and to hunt us down. And as we all know, great white sharks don't stop moving. They are the ultimate killing machine. How are you going to get away from a land shark? Wasn't that one of the bad guys in one of the old Ninja Turtle series was like a shark man hybrid there was like a whole cartoon about shark men that was like a was Ninja that, is that what i'm thinking of yeah i think so um i watched a lot of cartoons growing up they all kind of blend together now in my old age yeah i think it was called like shark tales shark fins it was shark tales it was a spinoff of ducktales <laughs> <laughs> oh what are you drinking there what, what's going down the old slippery slope just some dragon's milk Mm. What are you drinking tonight, Dustin? Dr Dragon's Milk is a great beer from New Holland, Michigan, from the New Holland Brewing Company in Holland, Michigan. Sorry about that. All the uh, dedicated uh, New Holland Brewing fans out there. I screwed it up. Really, really beefed that one. It's a bourbon barrel aged ale. It's one of my wife and I's favorite beers to drink. I love bourbon barrel aged ales. Yeah, it's uh, it's very high in alcohol content, though. So They typically are. Yeah. It's like one, I did a wedding once, um, a couple of years ago now, and the beer on tap at this wedding was Kentucky bourbon and it was Kentucky bourbon barrel aged ale or bourbon barrel ale or whatever it's called. It was a, it was a shit show to say the least. Uh, it's one of the few weddings where I definitely partook and had a drink, but I've never seen, there were grooms, the groomsmen doing like flips on the dance floor. They were so drunk. And it was a sparkler send off that I was certain was going to burn the venue down. So if you're listening to what Dustin's talking about, the Kentucky bourbon barrel ale, it is a much more popular ale than the Dragon's Milk from New Holland Brewing Company. And that Kentucky bourbon barrel ale comes from Lexington Brewing and Distilling Company. And um, I got to say, when I first tried Kentucky bourbon barrel ale, I thought it was great. Then I tried Dragon's Milk, and when I went back to the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale, I was like, somebody poured a bunch of water in this beer. What's going on? So, <laughs> It's for those lighter of heart. That's why I got this tiny little glass tonight, Dustin. I'm trying, trying not to get too drunk. But <laughs> listeners who want to hear me get too drunk, you can tune in to our next episode, which we <laughs> recorded directly after the St. Patrick's Day episode, where I drank like three beers. Uh, for those of you who would like me to describe the glass Stephen is drinking out of, it's about the size of maybe a gallon. It's like one of those giant oversized margarita cups. Well, I mean, usually I just drink straight out of the bourbon barrel. So, I mean, this is downsized for me, Dustin. 
Exactly. It's <laughs> trying small, to curb my alcohol for Steve. Yeah. Oh, Steve, b- moving backwards, upwards, and backwards. Um, furry weddings. Do you? What? What? What do you? What? How do you feel about furry weddings, nope. Dustin? St- Steven? Dustin, would Steven? you shoot a furry wedding if one came to you? Absolutely. I know, dude. When I was watching that video, like the video made me cringe in every way, shape, and form. And uh, you do want to go to the show notes, and you do want to watch that link. But all I could think the whole time is, man, I really wish I was there shooting this because it looks like a ton of fun. For sure. There are sharks, there are foxes, there are squirrels. I think there was an Easter bunny at one point in time. Maybe I'm misremembering. Do you think furries are like upset every year when Easter comes around and they're like, that dude's not a furry? When they see the Easter bunny like at the mall and they're like, what is this bullshit? Yeah. Are you taking the kids to see the Easter bunny this year? We did that with Ian when he was little and it freaked him out. And I don't think we're going to do that with Nora this year. Yeah, we're still debating. Uh, Santa didn't go very well. Yeah. So we're on the fence with whether or not to do the Easter Bunny thing. Mm-hmm. Easter Bunny's creepier than Santa, in my opinion, because... The giant animal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, giant animal. Interesting. Do you and Jennifer do any kind of Easter-themed mini-sessions? No, we don't. Jen and I do not do many sessions, period, throughout the year. Uh, I personally, every time I hear people doing many sessions, all I can think to myself is it sounds like a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of like scheduling mishaps that could happen and screw your whole day up because like, oh, one person showed up late and I only have these mini sessions going 15 to 30 minutes at a time, which means the next person's going to be late. Then every person after them is going to be so I, when I hear the term like mini sessions, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. It's like when you do like a mini session marathon over a day and I just, I get so anxious and stressed out by that, that I couldn't ever imagine wanting to do it. So then like anytime I hear mini sessions, even though that doesn't necessarily mean like one of those marathon things, I just get stressed out and I'm like, nope, done. Done. But Dustin, how would you do an Easter theme mini session? I saw some from last year that I thought were super cool. It was essentially like somebody just created um, a set with like a um, couple of little bunnies and some chickens and some eggs kind of thing. Oh, dude, that's the next most annoying thing I keep seeing on uh, the Facebook groups. People are asking for overlays, bunny overlays for their photos that hmm. look realistic because they don't want to go through the hassle of having real bunnies there when they do the shoot. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, why would you call that an overlay? Like you just Photoshop a bunny in, but I mean, I, I guess you could buy an overlay with that. Like when I think of an overlay, I'm thinking of like a transparent thing with like the bunny on it that you put over your photo and like take a picture so of the photo with the overlay. That Steve, Steve's bringing us to an excellent point. Uh, we have a wedding photo hangover patreon page and we'll be selling a uh, bunny overlay for all of you out there that want to use it for your minis it'll just be dustin in a bunny suit (laughs) it'll just be dustin and steve in a bunny suit like with carrots and candy so you did it before yeah we did one so like never having done a mini session marathon i had done one uh i want to say like geez when did we go to africa Two years ago now? One year? One year. One year. One year ago. So it would have been two and a half years ago. We did. I did a mini session as a fundraiser for the first time I went to Africa. 
and um, to offset uh, the nonprofit's travel cost that was sending me there. And that I did was really easy. It was like a sign-up sheet. They showed up. We had like hay bales and pumpkin, like little set set up outside. And it was like, you got click, click, you're done. I don't understand. Why were you using hay bales and pumpkins for an Easter themed mini session? This wasn't an Easter. No, we've never done an Easter mini session. I thought you were asking if I had ever done Easter or um, mini sessions. No, I was specifically talking about Easter themed ones. But I mean, you can talk about your fall themed one and blow all that great content that we were supposed to be saving for the fall right now. I'm not angry. No, I'm not angry. You know, you've got dragon's milk coming out your nose. That's just how I do. But yeah, we'll do a deep dive on mini sessions later. But I think that they, deep, deep dive. now that we've had some time to really think about it, I think we are going to try and do do a couple of this year. Um, but we'll see. Stay tuned. No, that's not how it works. They're listening to a podcast right now. You don't just say stay tuned and get quiet. Yeah, that is exactly how it works. So I imagine for your Easter-themed mini-sessions that you're thinking about doing for next year, Dustin, you're going to show up dressed up as an Easter egg to take the pictures because that'll be like a comedic fun thing for the kids. Uh, But just don't go sitting on any walls because we know what happens when an egg falls off a wall. Yeah, I want to talk to my lawyer and find out... About all the king's horses and all the king's men? About how liability works with live animals and children. Yeah. Because they might not ever be able to put you back together again, right? Precisely. Precisely. Have you ever taken the kids to an Easter-themed mini-session? Do you even have photos of your children, Stephen? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down on this, and uh, I'm sorry to all the listeners out there who do Easter-themed mini-sessions, but I think they're cheesy. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I, th- I think they're real cheesy. And uh, I don't don't ever want to do them. I saw people were doing like St. Patrick's Day themed mini sessions, um, and they're posting them to Facebook. And oh man, those those ones are real cheesy. And uh, what were those like? It's like people wearing green and overalls, like green pants and overalls, and like a little green hat and stuff. Like they had their kids doing it. Like I I get it. Like cheesy is like an effective marketing tool. Like a lot of people like cheesy. So like if I'm saying to you. Uh, that's real cheesy. I don't want to do it. That's more of a commentary on me than it is on you. Cause like tons of people out there will see something like that and they will love it. Just love it to death. So, I mean, you got to know your market and what you're, what you're looking to shoot and who, who your clients are. Um, but like my clients just aren't those sorts of people. And if I were to start doing something like that, like, oh man, doesn't I lose all my Instagram followers that I worked so, so hard to get. Mm, Steve. Stephen. Stephen with a PH. It's actually Stephen with uh, two Fs. Stephen. Stephen. Vinyl. Oh, so you would never do mini sessions. You would never have your children photographed in mini sessions. I would do mini sessions. I just, I would have to have like, I would have to hire like a planner or somebody to schedule everything for me. I, I, there's, that's a headache I don't want to deal with. I like doing weddings because there's like a set schedule to the day. Like, you know, things are going to happen. You know, you're going to go through these things. You're typically working with a planner um, and a bride and like they both have a schedule in mind. Like you just kind of coordinate with them when you can take photos, when the best time is for things so that things all happen at the right time. Like, 
I'm okay with that. It's like the idea of coming up with this schedule completely out of nowhere, trying to get a bunch of people who I maybe don't know, maybe I've never met before, maybe found me through a Facebook or Instagram ad to come out and book with me to do something during that scheduled time. That just stresses me out so much, man. So many layers upon layers of it, my anxiety there. Hmm. It's like if I could just go hang out and like people would just come to me and I could just like shoot them as they came, but there's no set schedule, like that'd be okay. But it's like once you start trying to like plan. So essentially it's like you would like to do your mini sessions like Hunger Games. I mean, yeah, we've already joked on the Hunger Games before in another episode. Do you want to do this again? Where it's like, you, but you're the food and they're all fighting for you. I don't think you understand the Hunger Games. And you're, and you're like, you're like, hey, hey, you hold the rabbit. No, don't eat the rabbit. Don't eat the rabbit. Eat the rabbit. That's how it end. Yeah. Okay. I just get real awkward with me staring at the one dude, taking his picture repeatedly while I tried to coerce him into eating a live animal. That's right, Dustin. <laughs> well, I hope no vegans are listening or anybody who uh, works for PETA. Woo! I'm going to animal prison. I saw an interesting article that says within the next 20 years, uh, everyone will be vegetarian except for the uber rich. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like probably not true, but eventually I feel like that is a thing that will happen because of overcrowding. The available land to raise livestock will be so limited. I thought I would just derail your yeah. topic. Just like, <laughs> What's my topic? I don't know. You're derailing your own topic, which was turning me into bridal or Easter mini sessions, Hunger Games. Uh, but you didn't even do like Hunger Games, right? Like... You don't understand the concept of the movies or the book. Did you watch the movies or read the books? They're not fighting uh, for food, Dustin. Then why is it called Hunger Games, Stephen? Because the They're people hungry. are hungry and the people in the Capitol named it. And as they talked about on script notes or the flop house recently, it makes no sense that the people who are in charge of the whole thing call it the Hunger Games. It makes more sense that the people who are participating in the games would call it the Hunger Games because it's the oppressed party. But as the oppressors, you typically don't name your thing an oppressing thing like the Hunger Games. Uh, it was definitely the flop house. And as Elliot is talking about, he also went on to say that it makes no sense that they would call the Death Star the Death Star. They would call it like the moon ship or something cool like that. That wasn't cool. Sorry, guys. That was my bad. I I made up moon ship on my own and it really wasn't cool. Uh, but they would give it a cool name that made it sound like hopeful like, and inspiring. Like, and then the, like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, the, the rebels would call it the Death Star. But like Darth Vader wouldn't go walking around and be like, we've got Death Star. Ooh, that was a bad Vader. I was, I don't know what I did there. Uh, I don't know. I would disagree. I, I would disagree with you on that point because, uh, from a bully to subordinate relationship, you want to have something that puts people in their place. So by saying, Hey, up there, I got me a death star, you know, th without even ever having to really have a death star, but just saying like, Hey bro, I got a death star. That's my Vader, by the way. <laughs> Hey, bro, it's me, Darth Vader. Uh, bro, I'm your father, bro. Bro, I don't know if you knew this, but, like, I'm your dad. Yo, 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 Lucas, Lucas, I, I'm totally your father, man. I like that Luke's name was changed to Lucas for this <laughs> character as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I would have to disagree with you on that point, Stephen. 
I mean, it's fine. You're wrong, but <laughs> you can disagree with me all you want. <laughs> no. Like the, the Nazis didn't choose a hateful symbol for their little the swastika. It was like a symbol of peace in Buddhism. That's why they chose it. And like, yeah, now it's associated with like something super evil and gross and terrible. But <sighs> yeah, I know. Because oppressors don't choose something oppressing. They, they want people to believe in them. Yeah, but you're so okay. Just so we're on the same page, you're now comparing a movie to another movie to Nazis <laughs> to reality. <laughs> so in the movie, the dark side wants to be oppressive. No, because the dark side was specifically written to be like the Nazis. Do you not know anything about Star Wars? We're going to move on from this. Which is oppressive. How do we get Nathan Mitchell back on this podcast to talk about Star Wars? I need somebody I can communicate with. Oh. Dustin, uh, so you've shot with bunnies before. Can you give us any advice on shooting with live animals? I've never shot with bunnies. I thought you shot with bunnies. Oh. You shot with pumpkins. Were the pumpkins yeah. alive? Did the pumpkins yeah. move? I don't know. When you cut them off the stalks, are they still alive? It's sort of like I if you like... put a rabbit in if you put a rabbit in a box, is it alive or dead? You never know until you open the box. Schrodinger's <laughs> rabbit. Yes, exactly. Oh gosh. Well, if you put it in the box, it's dead. <laughs> so if you put a bunny in a picture, is it alive or dead? You never know in the picture. No, it's dead. Or you just get that chick from The Bachelor that oh, gosh. does, the, no, 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 does no. the taxidermy stuff no, and no, no, you no, hire no. her for all your photo sessions. Oh, is that the one who said that? No. No, never mind. Uh, yep, 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 Steve, yep, that is live the Live animals, though, Dustin. Have you ever uh, shot with live animals in a shoot before? It doesn't have to be a bunny or a chick. It could be non-Easter related. Doges? We've done several sessions involving horses. Horses? Go on, I'm listening. Uh, where we have the most majestic and beautiful of all the animals. Yes, we have brides who either teach or give horseback riding lessons or have horses and feel the need to have a horse in their photo. The most magical, non-magical animal, mm -hmm. as Tina would say Wait. from Bob's Burgers. We had one bride once who had no connection, relationship, or anything to do with horses but saw a photo we did with a bride and groom and horse. Oh my gosh. And said, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Please tell me she asked you to contact the person who let you use the horses in the other photo to yep. get, see if you could use horses for her photo. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I said no. And then she found uh, some like distant person that she knew that like worked at a horse farm who just and, happened like, to be the same person that you lied and said no <laughs> no no it was totally different but yeah it was super awkward because i pulled up to their house i got there on time and this couple which i'm not intending to put on blast here but was late and i knocked on the door and i'm like hey i'm dustin i'm here to like photograph such and such uh double barrel shotgun right in your face get off my property uh, excuse me, sir, you're at the wrong address. Apparently, like, this couple, like, rents out their property to people who have horses, but, like, get super annoyed and have, like, nothing to do with, like, actual horses. And I'm like, wow, what a douche. Yeah, wow. That is a, wow. But the couple did show up, and you did get those good, good, sweet, sweet pictures. 
15,000 mosquito bites later. Yes. How many ticks? Sweet, sweet pictures. Jen and I did a shoot once for like a promotional video for our website. And the person we were working with was like, yeah, let's do it in this field near my house. And I found five ticks on my body during the shoot and two more when we got home. It was fantastic. Hmm. Uh, just real quick, since this is our Easter episode, I'm naming it the Every Egg We Open is an Off-Topic Having Nothing to Do with Photography episode. I just got a text from one of my new tenants from our rental property. This has nothing to do with photography. Feel free to cut this if you want. But I think it's a funny story. Um, so earlier today, she texts me asking Steve me if drinks I drinks silently and moves away from his mic. And prepares himself for lots of editing on the other end of this. I'm sorry, yep. Justin, continue. Let's do some Q&A. But Steve. Sarah from the Facebook group says, How do I respectfully ask a client to back off? One client called me several times in a row in the middle of my family's Easter dinner. I finally answer, answered her call just to say I would return her call when I was free. And she continued to bother me saying she didn't want me to provide colored props for her gender reveal shoot because they'd be cheesy. I previously had told her I don't own or provide props because I don't <laughs> shoot with props. Then the next day she bombards me with texts saying... And when I don't respond right away, she sends more texts that just say, four of them, total texts that just say, question mark, question mark, question mark. Four times. Then an hour after that, she sends a group text to both me and the girl paying for the shoot. When neither of us respond in what she considered to be a timely manner, she sent more texts that just said, Question mark, question mark, question mark. This all happened while I was working at my nine to five. So as stated before, how do I respectfully ask a client to back off, to back the f off? Uh, so I've had something like this happen in the past where you get a client that, um, you know, you maybe that friendship professional line gets blurred a little bit and i will blurred and i know this lines. will sound blurred lines. oh man my bum, voice bum, bum, cracked bum, right bum. there <clears throat> um you can we can license that right we got the rights to let yeah uh who do we have to get the rights from because uh, it's not robin thick who, who who wrote the song that he ripped off blurred lines. no um anyways so what I've done in the past is I've actually on like weekends and holidays, I'll send a fake autoresponder type message where it's like, Hey, Dustin and Corinne photography is currently shooting a wedding or enjoying the holiday this weekend. Please feel free to email us at, and we'll get back to you in 24 to 48 hours. And then if they text you again after that, then you just straight up block their ass. Have you ever sent one back? That's just like, Hey, Dustin can't get back to you right now. Him and Corinne are trying to make another baby. Something to make them feel real awkward. Well, I had a bride who was texting me about 
wedding questions and engagement questions on Valentine's Day. Would you say that she was texting you asking questions and looking for answers? Maybe like a questions, answers, questions, answers sort of thing. Oh, Steve, you, you say that so well. I don't know where you got that from, but it's just so good. Man, if only I could go back in time and figure that out. If mm. only I hadn't already gone back in time and edited that out of all the early. <laughs> Have you really? Oh, oh my gosh, I need so much work. <laughs> oh, and we know Steve and work. Anyways, um, but yeah, so she was texting me on Valentine's Day asking about like uh, if I could resend some of the engagement. Valentine's Day? Saint Valentine's Day? Yeah, like the special we had, Steve. Wow. And I had to tell her, I was like, and I was very polite. I was like, hey, I'm actually out on a date with Corinne for Valentine's Day right now, but I'll definitely get those to you as soon as I get home tonight. And like with no intent of getting them to her that night. And she wrote back and she's like, when you get home, it's a date. You're just going to have sex, aren't you? No, she was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot it's Valentine's Day. Please don't worry about it tonight. Just get them to me whenever. And you text her back and be like, because no one loves you. That's why you forgot it's Valentine's Day. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm getting married in a month. Why would you say that? No, I was like, this is super awkward, but I think I see your fiance at the table down from us with another woman. Please tell me that's a true story and not just a joke you made up. I need that drama in my life, Dustin. I want to live in that drama. That's why you watch The Bachelor, Steve. That's what that drama's all about. Whether or not Ari's going to come or go or Becca or Lauren. I don't know. I don't know, Steve. She's got. She's the Bachelorette next time, right? So she's cool. She cool? Is she going to find love? There's only like 20 guys that lined up to be with her without knowing who she is. <laughs> Such a good, solid backbone of a relationship. So how did you uh, tell your client to respectfully back off? Uh, I tried to be super polite that evening about just letting her know like, hey, you know, here's what I'm doing. And she was really understanding and realized like she didn't realize it was Valentine's Day. So because no one loves her. Correct. I just I want I want to hear you say it, though. Your client didn't understand it was Valentine's Day because no one loved her. There's two roles that we play on this podcast. I'm the nice one. You're the asshole. And I'm trying to keep those lines clear for our listeners Dustin, out there. We've recorded like 8 million <laughs> hours of this this podcast now. And I got to say, I don't know which one of us is the nice one ever. I don't, I don't think ever <laughs> either one of us has been nice. <laughs> trying, Steve. I'm trying. We're all a bunch of Cartmans here. We're the Always Sunny of photography podcasts. Oh, he's sunny. I've never seen oh, that. Oh, we're the Seinfeld of photography podcasts. I can't say that, though. That's that's too high of praise. Um, but the listeners could say that. Maybe in a five-star review on iTunes. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, how would you do it, Steve? How would you... Have you ever had a client that sort of bombarded you and been like, Hey, Steve, how about them pics? How about them timelines? Steve, come on. I'm over here. I'm so needy. I have a, I have a pretty uh, direct way of um, dealing with clients who act like that. And that is like, if I was getting multiple calls in a row during the middle of like a family Easter dinner, um, I would turn my phone off. <laughs> <laughs> and if I was getting multiple emails in a row, um, I'd sign out of my email. <laughs> 
I, I like go. to be real direct. I like to let my clients know what's going on. And if that client were to show up at my doorstep, ringing my doorbell, I would turn the lights off inside my house and go to bed. <laughs> what What if that client is like your sister or sister-in-law and she's like, Stephen, I'm going to be at Easter. Can't wait to talk about my wedding. I'd be like, yep. And then the night before I'd stay up until all hours of night the night or the morning to get that done uh i I don't understand that question if it's family you got to get it done okay all right and by if it's family you got to get it done what i really mean is your family's going to be so forgiving when you show up at easter and you don't have anything done you can Mm. always treat family poorly they they love you no matter what do they steven yeah even if you lose their entire wedding (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure they would Okay, Jonathan from the Facebook groups asks, looking for advice, This East, the Easter season is upon us. And as we are currently in the middle of Lent, I am hopping, Woo. that's right, you're hopping, to do some Easter picks at church or just in general. Anybody have any suggestions or ideas? So Jonathan, assuming that you listen, you already heard, heard my good, good idea of dressing up like an Easter egg yourself to get all the laughs in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I also want to say, uh, I think it would really help if you got some chocolate body paint and you painted all of your clients with the chocolate body paint so that they look like chocolate Easter bunnies. I think that would be the best way to go with this. Absolutely. And it definitely wouldn't get you thrown in jail at all. And then I would take it a step further, Jonathan, after you paint them in the chocolate body paint and I would put like foil, painted foil around them. Mm-hmm. Right over their mouth and their nose holes too. <laughs> exactly. Re- really do it right. <laughs> You really won't go to jail for this. <laughs> and then you take their picture. You could probably sell these to a gallery too. Yeah, I right you actually probably could sell it to a gallery somewhere. <laughs> Look at my art. This is a modern piece uh, commenting on the Americans' uh, infatuation with, with chocolate and bastardizing the Christian holidays that they celebrate. I think he mentioned taking pictures at church. Oh, yes. hells yeah. That makes <laughs> oh, it even my. more blasph- bastardized, blasphemous. So I think we answered that question perfect, right? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Uh, one, Let me just give an alternative in case he feels like the chocolate paint thing might, I don't know, not be for him. Mm, and I don't think he needs an alternative. He's <laughs> hopping to get these done. Uh, maybe set up some sort of a little shiplap type background and throw in some giant ass eggs and do a little bit of straw on the ground. Now, for those of us who don't know what shiplap is, because I only found out about a month ago and my wife said she wanted to do it all over our kitchen. Could you explain shiplap to us? Uh, shiplap is a wooden trim like feature that you can put on your walls. Thanks for uh, listening to another episode of the, <laughs> I'm just messing with you, Dustin. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Steve. Just because I'm more informed than you doesn't mean you need to, you know, put me on blast there. <laughs> I wasn't putting you on blast. I was cutting you off rudely. That's the same. But thing. I got more questions. I got more questions that we're going to, we're going to plow Steve. through. This is no, a question heavy no. episode because I have to cut out about 20 minutes of you talking about your rental properties again. Don't be jealous, Steve. It's okay. I know I have to cut out my bitter comment about being jealous about your rental properties. It's okay, Steve. So sh- you're going to put some shiplap up and shiplap is like wood trim that's on the wall, but like going mm-hmm. up the wall. 
Uh, you can get like a cheaper version. It's called Beatboard. Um, B-Boys? It's like a pref- beat bead board. BCBC boys getting live in the spot, putting all kinds of shame in the game you got. And it's like a prefabricated shiplap. And you can paint it like a pastel-y Easter color, you know, whatever. It's so like B-Boys in the white. early morn. B-Girls be rocking on and on. A lot of stores like Menards. B-Girls to the break of dawn. B-Boys be Home rocking Depot on and on. Or Lowe's. You can uh, get it. And then anyway, set up um, some big ass Easter eggs and then throw the kids in there. Uh, if you want to get crazy, find someone with a pet bunny, throw that in there, snap a photo, get them in, get them out. That's probably what we would do if get we were in, to get ever do, do Easter mini sessions. Doesn't the next answer comes straight from the Yahoo Answers and the uh, name of the person who asked it went load. So all you know is that they asked, is Easter Sunday okay for a wedding? Update, we dun, will dun, be dun. getting married in a church. I've had a similar question posed, uh, not for Easter Sunday, but for Palm Sunday. And they were curious if they could get married on Palm Sunday. And they were having a difficult time, uh, being that they were Catholic, getting a church to allow them to get married. Mm-hmm. So they ended up not doing it on Palm Sunday. Just an update on this one. Uh, I didn't include this in it, but I did read it. And this person's also Catholic, and they're looking to get married at a Catholic church. Is yeah. that okay on Easter Sunday? Um, well, your update says that they are getting married in a church. So I assume that they found a Catholic church that was okay with it. No, no. The update was just saying they wanted, it was saying they wanted to get married in a church. There was like a second and a third update. That's where I pulled the Catholic thing from, but it was, it was more like they're still asking, not like we are doing this, but like we want to do this. Is it a possibility? From my from my experience, um, if you're looking to get married in a Catholic church, it's not going to happen on Easter. And from my experience, it just depends on how much of them dollar bills you can hang in front of the Catholic church. Because Dustin thinks that the Catholic church is all about that, the Benjamins? All about that Saint Benjamin. What are you trying to say about the Catholic church for all of our Catholic listeners out there? What what blasphemous thing do you want to say now? Uh, I'm not just, just not not just Catholic Church. I feel like uh, any venue, church or otherwise, if you offer them enough money, that they will gladly bend and let you have a wedding any day of the week. I mean, I think you're incorrect about that. Maybe not any church, but a lot of churches. There was a church recently that said that you weren't allowed to hire a photographer from out of the country to shoot at the uh, church anymore because a photographer took some pictures that made it look like a bride was giving a blowjob to the groom with the church in the background. Oh my. And uh, they said that it was somebody from out of the country or something like that. And so they, they're just not letting people get married at the church who are from out of the country anymore. Cause it's like a destination wedding spot. So wow. no out of the country photographers, no out of the country brides and grooms, something like that. Like it was, that's, that's a, a weird hard, story. Yeah. That's a hard line. All I can think it's like, uh, what about the people who already booked a wedding there? <laughs> you just tossing them out. They're like, they're like, Hmm, we could word this as like no blowjob photos can be taken with our church. But instead, I think this makes more sense to just eliminate the entire rest of the world yeah. 
from getting married or having photographers from the entire rest of the world be able to photograph here. I think mm, let's weigh these options. Let's go that route. I love it personally. It reminds me of that uh, hotel that said a blogger wrote the, or a, a, a YouTube vlogger wrote to a hotel to see if they could stay there for free in exchange for doing a video about them. And the hotel posted that the vlogger had asked them this to social media and said, these vloggers think that they can get anything for free, blah, blah, blah. We're not doing it. They didn't include the person's name or anything. And then the, uh, the girl who had written them went online and like cried and said she couldn't believe this person would call them out. And the people were saying such terrible things about her, how she wanted everything for free. And all I can think is because you did want something for free. You asked to stay in their hotel with your boyfriend on Valentine's day weekend for free. <laughs> it was just crazy to me. It's like, how self-important do you think you are that a, you think, on one of the busiest like weekends for hotels, like Valentine's Day weekend, you should get a free one and be that when the person calls you out but doesn't mention your name or anything about you, that you feel like you have to make a reaction video where you cry and say you can't believe that they would do this to you. And the hotel's response to that was to say, we no longer allow bloggers or vloggers to stay at our place. <laughs> It was just like hard, cold, period. Not even if they're paying. No vloggers, no bloggers. Done. <laughs> and I was like, good for them. Man, that's harsh. I love it. Um, so did you answer the question, Steve? Easter. Sunday, acceptable. okay for a wedding? Um, I would say at most churches, no. But I want to take this a level deeper. Uh, no. You're competing with the resurrection of Jesus on your wedding day. I don't know a single person who's like, hmm, what do I want to compete with on my wedding day? Jesus's resurrection? Or just like every other basic bitch bride out there? And it's like, I would I would choose basic bitch brides any day over uh, competing with Jesus coming back from, from, from the dead. Yeah, I guess uh, Steve brings up an interesting like point. Your, your wedding's going to be really overshadowed by Jesus. Is that what you want? Yeah, Steve brings up an interesting <laughs> point here. As far as why would you want to get married on Easter Sunday? It's probably the only uh, weekend where the church isn't already booked. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I, I feel like it'd be really difficult, though, to book a location for Easter Sunday, to book any vendors, like caterers, photographers, anything. Because especially like caterers, because they have to have a catering staff there. And because it's a holiday, more than likely they're going to have to pay that catering staff more than they would on a normal day. So like everything's going to be more expensive if it's available at all. So getting married on Easter is a terrible idea, I would say. I would agree with that. Would you charge more if somebody wanted you to shoot on Easter? Mm, depends, Steve. Depends on how hungry i am i thought i sufficiently made fun of that last week so that you would never do it again oh see i thought you were encouraging me to continue to do it and see there we go miscommunicating all the time yeah. from yahoo answers what would you think of an easter themed wedding with the flower girl tossing flowers from an Easter basket, the bride and the bridesmaids dressed as baby chicks, and the groom and best man wearing bunny costumes with big floppy ears. There is an answer somebody gave, which is the best answer, which we will read, but Dustin, don't say what they said. Let, let them have that joke. 
let Bliss have her joke or his joke. Bliss. Okay. Doesn't. What, what would you think of that Easter themed wedding? Groom and best man wearing bunny costumes with big floppy ears. Sounds fantastic to me. Bridesmaids dress as baby chicks. Yeah. I love it. I would. I would maybe even offer a discount in order to shoot this. I mean, we kind of went over that already with the furry wedding idea, but like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There is no part of me that thinks this is a good idea, but I would love to capture this. Can we take it a step further? As the bride's like walking down the aisle, there's little eggs that fall out from under her dress. (gasps) Oh my gosh. And then the kids who are there can run out and get the eggs and there's candy Mm -hmm. or money inside. I don't want to discriminate against you and your family, whatever you choose to do. They were chocolate eggs, Steve. They were chocolate (gasps) eggs. Chocolate eggs, even better. Oh. So it kind of seems like she's pooping as she walks down the and aisle, but they're little we chocolate just say, nuggets. Uh, the groom says he is wearing a bunny costume with big, big floppy ears, the floppiest of floppy ears. He has to hop up to the front, and he when they walk back down the aisle after the kiss, he has to hop down the aisle, right? Yeah, you'd really have to play up the Easter theme if you involve any kind of bunny paraphernalia, or else then people take it in a whole different direction and think it's a Playboy wedding. Oh, yeah. And like you could also say... like. Um, on your invitation, join us for a hoppy wedding. <laughs> Steve, you are too much. But it wouldn't even be beer related, which is kind of a bummer. Get some IPAs in there. Unless you did have very hoppy beers. At the hoppy wedding. Boom. So the best answer from Yahoo Answers was um, a user named Bliss who just wrote, uh, in response to the question of Easter-themed wedding, big floppy bunny ears, bridesmaids and bride dresses, chicks, uh, her response to that was, I'd rather not have a wedding at all, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had uh, to laugh away from the mic. I was laughing very hard. Um, were you, though? Were you, though, <laughs> really Stephen? Was. So, Amen. Dustin, I got a question for you now, straight from the Yahoo Answers. Shoot it. Shoot it right here into my earlobes. How are pretzels linked with Easter and wedding traditions? Oh, Stephen, this is an easy one. So, there's St. Anne, and St. <laughs> Anne started a little shop called Auntie Anne's. Um <laughs> where she would make pretzels <laughs> and because saint anne was born on easter she was a tremendous almost considered the patron saint of easter and so when she started Auntie even Anne's, more the patron saint of easter than saint easter himself the bunny man exactly exactly um so when she created the uh the pretzel it almost represented bunny ears with a little face and then she'd create these little dipping sauces that you would be able to dip your easter pretzel in and just a little salt on it so it kind of you know finished it off mm. making me hungry here steve just thinking then about every it. time i go to auntie ann's i think of that <laughs> that answered your question pretty pretty thoroughly I yes think, right? yes it did wow oh gosh <laughs> thank thank you so much for that dustin um saint auntie ann since Auntie Anne's, she was quite the gal. We used to bow down and pray to the nacho cheese gods of her creation. With arms crossed over your breast, I assume. We used to dip all pretzels in mustard like normal folk, and then she came across the nacho cheese recipe of the ages. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. 
You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Wed Pick Hangover. You can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. death. That's right. Next Sunday after you shoot another wedding. Oh, uh, unrelated to photography, the wife and I watched The Greatest Showman tonight. That is a fantastic movie. Did it have lots of singing? Yeah. Did you like the singing? Uh, yeah, surprisingly. I normally don't like movies like that and she's been begging to watch it and i pushed it off pushed it off pushed it off so and how many times today. when uh when when hugh jackman was seen did he just like flex his fists and like claws just came out and then like he was like weapon x and just like slashing so people that's and why crazy. i didn't i didn't want to watch it because i didn't want to sort of fog my beautiful vision of hugh jackman as the wolverine like that was my favorite part of les miserables was like when like the claws just came out and he just started murdering people so i just assumed like that happens in every movie that hugh jacks is in yep when he was in kate and leopold and he's time traveling love story and then just tears apart you know i mean it was sad he killed kate do you remember in the fountain when he was like Ooh, looking up the into the sky really while he was back. riding on on the the tree of life, and like that's man, a trippy I, movie. I think that's how Wolverine became immortal, right? I was on a first date with a girl, and we rented the fountain. Oh my gosh! And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, it's got Hugh Jackman in it, and it's like, oh, this is gonna go really well. And we just spent the whole time like. I'm like, what is going on here? And then you're like, I remember this one time I was watching this X-Men movie and like he had three claws, but he put the outside <laughs> yeah. claws down. So just the middle claw was out. And then that girl laughed really hard and you're like, yeah. And that's how Dustin and Corinne had their first date. No, needless to say, I didn't go on a second date with this girl. Cause she was like, what is this guy thinking when it comes to movies? Um, <laughs> Dustin, that's my favorite story I've ever heard about you. Yeah, well, that is needless. Uh, fun fact: the girl that I watched that movie with, I shot her wedding years later. <laughs> is that the girl who, like, halfway through the wedding, was like, "I'm making a huge mistake. Run away with me, Dustin." No, that was a different girl. Oh, okay. And that girl's name was Stephen Van Alk. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was her. I've switched from dragon's milk to an old fashioned. Oh man, I saw that. Yum 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 yum. Thanks, thanks, thanks for sitting down with me tonight, Dustin. On that note, <laughs> have a great night, Dustin. Have a good one. Bye, bud. All right, I'll get that Patreon set up. All right, don't sit on it. All right, mm, never do. Always rotate. Wedding Photo Hangover is edited by Steve Van Elk from Bespoke Tone. You can hit up Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, or audio editing needs.